teachings of thy word giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. Welcome to the Bishop Francis podcast. Bishop Francis is the pastor of the Catch the Anointing Center, Lily of the Valley Cathedral, Teshulaskana. May you experience a supernatural encounter and be anointed as you listen to transformative preaching, insightful revelations, and down-to-earth teaching by the servant of the Lord, Bishop Francis Philip Asamoah. This message will revive, restore, and refresh as you receive God's word through Bishop Francis. Please do not forget to subscribe to his podcast channel to receive new messages. God bless you and enjoy the message. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning, and we are praying that, Lord, you will speak to us. May we receive wisdom. May we receive the anointing. May we receive everything that you have for us, Lord. We are praying that, Lord, anybody here who needs a miracle will receive a miracle in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that any person here who needs an answer will receive an answer. And we pray, oh God, that anybody here who needs help will receive help in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you and we give you glory in Jesus' name. And shall we all say amen. Amen. You may be seated. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Are you blessed to be here? Right. Good. We want to turn our Bibles to Psalm 16 and verse 11. So I think we are too spread out. Let's come closer. We are very few here, so let's come closer. Some sitting so far. Let's all center around here nicely. Ushers, do your work. Amen. Beautiful. Can we adjust our positions quickly so that we can start preaching? Amen. All right. What does the Bible say here? It says, Thou will show me the path. I think let's read it together. Ready? Go. Can we read it one more time? I can hear only four people reading it, so let's do better. Ready? Go. Amen. 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 Now, the path of life. Amen. You see, when you are a Christian, I believe we are all Christians here. Is that not so? Yes. When you are a Christian, you see, you need to understand that 
God leads us on certain paths. Amen. And one of the paths that God is going to lead us on is what? The path of life. Amen. And when you are on the path of life, okay, when you are on the path of life, you will see that in your presence. Now, in the first service, I was teaching them a bit of English. Now, when you see the colon, you see the two dots there after the life. It shows that what is coming after is coming to explain or give weight to what was before those two full stops. Hallelujah. In the church also, we learn English. Amen. You see, you are going to be traveling soon, and English is an international language. So, amen. Oh, it's a good place to put your hands together. All right. So, thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, now we are understanding what the path of life is all about. Hallelujah. And the path of life leads to the presence of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? The path of life leads where? To the presence of the Lord. So in your presence, there's what? Fullness of joy at thy right hand. There are what? Pleasures forevermore. Amen. Now, what we need to understand here is that when you're a Christian and you're on the path of life, there is an interaction with the presence of God that you must have. Are you here with me? All right. Now, what has happened to us in church is that so many things happen in church and we've forgotten some of the weightier matters of what makes us Christians. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like there are other things we would like to point to, you know. So, for example, when you ask somebody, oh, are you born again? They better say, oh, I go to church. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And some of us, you see that we are even we hold more strongly to the fact that we are members or we belong to a group than that we have a certain path of life in our lives. Hallelujah. And today we are going to try to bring us back to some of the important things that we need to be focused on. And one of them is the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. So from this scripture, what David is telling us is that it looks like when God is leading you on the path of life, one of the things you experience in that path is what? The presence of God. Hallelujah. So the presence of God is not just uh, something that happens when we only come to church, but the presence of God is a presence or God that must be with you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, he must be with you. Amen. Those who are married, usually your wife is with you. <laughs> Amen. If you are married, usually, I mean, all things being equal, your wife is where? It's not somewhere and you are somewhere. It's normally, I mean, all things being equal. Your wife is with you. Amen. And when you are a Christian, what God has done is that he wants to be with you. Amen. Yeah. So David got to this point where he could see that, oh, when God is leading me, what I've discovered as God is leading me is that I have an interaction with his person. 
Amen. I have an interaction with what? His person. Are you here with me? God is with me. So he realized that, oh, when God is around, there is fullness of joy. Yeah, and there are also what? Pleasures forevermore. Amen. Amen. And this is what I want all of us to understand and also what? Experience for ourselves. That God is the one that is with us. Amen. Now, what, what at all is the presence of God? What, what, what does it? You see, the presence of God means that God is here. Amen. You know, in the first service, I was trying to explain because sometimes, because it's not everything we see. You see, you have to explain things very well. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, why, why, why do we say the presence of God is here? You see, sometimes it sounds like God is somewhere and his presence has come here. Do you get it? But when we say the presence of God is here, what do we really mean? What we really mean is that we can't see him here. But we, the, what is happening, it, it's, it's God that can be around. Do you understand what I'm saying? It, it's like you may be in a room somewhere and you hear uh, maybe your husband's voice or your wife's voice. Then you can say, oh, Lucy is here. But you don't see Lucy. But you know that she is here. Because you can hear the voice. Amen. So when we see, when we say that the presence of God is here, it's like maybe God hasn't given us a vision of himself standing here. Or maybe we are not hearing the voice of many trumpets and all those things. But what is happening, these are things that only happen when God himself is here. And that is why we say the presence of the Lord is here. Because we don't see him fully like maybe as you are seeing me or you are seeing your neighbors around like that. How many understand what I'm saying? Do you understand? Somebody clap for Jesus. Okay. So, the presence of God is not a presence that is for pastors, prophets, and then finished. And then the members come when they want to interact with the presence of them, they come and then the pastor or the man of God does his thing or the prophet does his thing and then that is it. And then we go home. The next time we want to experience and then we have to come. No. The presence of God has to be with you. It has to be with who? With you. So that's why I said that you will lead me in the paths of life. Then he discovered that, ah, as he's leading me in the paths of life, what have I discovered? I'm in the presence of the Lord. Let's go to the verse before that, verse 10. Verse 10, quickly. For thou wilt not leave me in hell. Who is the one who will not leave you in hell? That's the Lord. Amen. Thou wilt not leave me in hell. Neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see Corruption. Do you get it? You, you, can even, you can even put John 3, 16 by, For God so loved the world, that he gave not his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So he said, you will not leave your soul in hell. Are you here with me? You will not leave your soul in hell. Rather, and then he also not let you see corruption. Then verse 11. Go back to verse 11. 
Thou will show me the path of life. So God is interested in you seeing the path of life. I said God is interested in you seeing what? The path of life. God wants you to see his path. Are you here with me? God is not waiting to burn you in hell. He wants you to see the path of life. Lift up your right hand and say that God wants me to see the path of life. And he wants me to be in his presence. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody clap for Jesus. Is it not encouraging that God wants you to be in his presence? Is it not encouraging? I think it's very encouraging. That is like, because I would have thought that, Charlie, the way things are, when, when God sees me, he's holding a cane to give me some lashes for a number of things. But thank God for the blood of Jesus. When we confess our sins, he forgives us and he cleanses us. Hallelujah. Because he wants us to be in his presence. Are you here with me? Amen. Yes. And what we truly need is his presence to be with us. That's what we truly need. Amen. That's what we truly need. So, I want you to understand something that the presence of God is not something you experience in a place somewhere. And then when you go somewhere else, it's not because God is with his people. So, his presence must be with you. Are you here with me? God's presence must be where? With you. His presence is not with your car. Not with your business per se. But with you. So if God is with you and you are a businessman, because God is with you, he will take care of the business. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Now if God is with you and you are a pastor, what will God do? He will take care of you and your ministry or whatever that it is. Amen. So God is not with your things. He's with you. Hallelujah. And that is why we must fight to keep God close in our lives because he is the one we need. He is the one we need. So if you look at David, David is a very good example of this. You will notice that he used to be a shepherd boy. Now as a shepherd boy, because God was with him, Lions and bears could not touch his sheep because God was with him as a shepherd boy. Then he became a king. And you notice that because God was with him as a king, that one too, you can't easily touch him because God is with him. And may God be with you in that way. So the God that was with David in the bush, that's why he said that when, when uh, prophet, uh, what? Samuel, he got up to anoint Eliab as king. He said, oh, no, 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 no. This, no, I don't like this boy. There's some guy in the bush. He is the one I'm with. This guy is sitting in the city. He does not know me. But there's a guy in the bush. He knows me. Hallelujah. He's the one I'm bringing to become the king. Yeah, he's the one I'm bringing. Because this, this, this guy in the city, oh, no, no, no. I don't want this one. He may be a city boy. He may know all the city things, but no, I don't want I want the one, the one that says that, Lord, I thirst for you. I long to be in your presence. Amen. That boy was in the bush. So they brought him. 
So, after taking care of the sheep, at first he went for a battle. You see, when other people were running away from Goliath, he went to face Goliath. But why? The presence of God was with him. May the presence of God be with you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In our Christianity today, we love God so long as I want a wife. And he brought the wife. I want children. He's brought me the children. My business is not working. If, if it begins to work, yes. Then God is there. Do you understand what I'm saying? But it should be the other way around. Somebody say the other way around. It should rather be that because God is with you, that's why this is not that uh, because these things have worked, this shows that God is with you. No. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's like, if this, 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 this is working, then God is there. But if that, 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 that is not working, then God is not there. And that's why last week, for example, I was teaching you that you must believe in God, not the outcome of the events of your life. Are you here with me? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Amen. That's what you need to understand. Believe in God, not just the outcome. What if you believe in the outcome? We've all had outcomes which it looked like God wasn't there. Amen. Uh, my car has gone, off, has gone off the road before. He said, he'll give my angels charge over. Before I realized, I actually fell asleep and my car went off the road. It went into oncoming traffic and then from the oncoming traffic off the road. Yes. They said, ah, but God, am I not a pastor? <laughs> That's why you must believe in God, not only the outcome. Not only the outcome. You must believe in God. Hallelujah. And that's why last week we said that, what, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what happened? They said that our God is able to deliver us. But even if he will not deliver, we will still not bow to this idol that we have set up. Because we believe in God, not just the outcome of our lives. That God is only alive if he can deliver us from this fire. If he doesn't deliver us from this fire, then that means he's very dead. No. Amen. So what you and I need is the presence of God. That God is with us. Remember Jesus Christ on the cross. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus Christ seemed to be okay. They lashed him. No problem. When he was carrying the cross to go back, what did he tell the women? Are you weeping for me? <laughs> you better weep for They've beaten him all. They've beaten him severely. He's bleeding. And it's like, the place they are sending you to, they are going to kill you there. Are you listening to what I'm saying? They are going to kill you there. And then as you can see, you see normally even when you go for a funeral, you say, this funeral, I will not cry. I will not cry. Yes. Then you go and see somebody's face. Then, <laughs> then you see that you start crying. Has it happened to you before? Yeah. The, the, the one who said he will not cry, he's even the one crying the most. Yeah. So as he's walking quietly to his death, eh? and then the women are crying, he should have said, hey, Charlie, 
this my death is not going to be easy for me. Is that not so? I'm like, no. He said, why are you crying for me? No. Cry for yourself. Why, why could he do that? Because God was with him. They put him on the cross. They nailed him. No problem. They lifted him up, up. No problem. Till, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? You see, everything was okay. Whether they are killing me, whatever they are, whether they are beating me, everything is so long as your presence is with me, everything is okay. What you and I need is the presence of God. That's, that's what we need. And we don't know it. We think what we need is money, dollars, a visa, and all that. And may God give you all. I said, may God give you all. May God give you all. In the name of Jesus. Are you here with me? May God give you all. But Jesus, when he was dying, so long as God is standing with me, I have no problem. So everybody listening to me today, we must all seek to be in his presence. It's something we must seek after. It's something we must do what? Seek after. To be in the presence. That, that's what it means to be a Christian. John chapter 17 verse 3. John 17 3. Quickly. The scripture is taking too long. And this is life eternal. That they might know thee, the only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Are you here with me? That they will know you, the only true God. Hallelujah. Now, when, when you are a Christian, when we say you have eternal life, it means that you know somebody called God. That's what it means to have eternal life. Eternal life is not you come to church on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, eternal life is you know somebody called God. Hallelujah. May you be somebody who knows somebody that is called God. That, that's what eternal life is. That this is life that they might know you. So, you see, like, for example, I can say I know the priest. Amen. And one of the cardinal things about knowing a person eh, is that you, you are in the presence of the person. Amen. How many know the president of Ghana? Have you had lunch with him before? Do you know what he eats? Do you know what he likes? Do you know when he sleeps? Yeah, you, we don't know all these things. So you see that? You don't have a certain relationship with the president. It's just somebody you see on TV. From time to time, fellow Ghanaians. Yes. Have you even been in the same room with the president before? Huh? If you, if you see a convoy passing, you wouldn't know which one he's in. So clearly you don't have a relationship with him. But I'm sure there are some people they can call his direct line. Do you get it? Oh, Mr. President, can I Oh, come, come, come at 12 o'clock. I'll be having like, come. And then you, you'll be sitting in the person's presence. Amen. Now when you know somebody, when you know somebody, you, 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 you must be able to be in the person's presence. 
And I'm teaching you, children of God, Christians, we have to come back to that place where we sit in the presence of God. Hallelujah. We must come back to that place where we know God. We must know what is happening. Hallelujah. I remember when um, this guy, Jacob, he said, surely the presence of the Lord was in this place and I knew it not. That's how many of us are. You see, half of the time, we don't know what is happening. We don't understand what is happening. A lot of things come and go before you realize, ah, probably, probably God was around. But not so with David. Amen. Amen. What did David say? Psalm 139 verse 7. David said, Whether shall I go for thy presence? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? Or where shall I go from thy spirit? Amen. That's what they, so you see that. By the time David came on the scene, as for him, the presence of God is here. And my problem is not that I didn't see it too. But it's like as I'm moving, I can't seem to get away. I can't get away from the presence. It's like I, I've come to discover that the presence of God is with me. And no matter where I go, I just discover that the presence of God is still with me. And may that be your portion. That whether you go to Kumasi, Tamale, or you go to London, or you go to Shanghai, or you go to Los Angeles, may the presence of God be with you. May the presence of God be with you. Amen. Yes. Anybody here was in the first service, you, you will notice that as I was explaining the presence of God, I didn't talk about the death of Jesus Christ and how the presence, he was okay till, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Yeah. Because there's somebody who is working with me, and then he told that, look, talk about this one. Tell them about Jesus going to the cross. How he is going to die. It's not the women who are going to die. He is going to die. But he's telling the women they should weep. He, he is going to die in a few hours. They are not going to die in the same hour. But he said, you should rather weep for Don't weep, weep for yourself. Meanwhile, he's the one who is going to die. How can a man say such things? It's because of who is with him. May that same God be with you. I said, may that God, same God be with you. That's why we need the presence. That's why we need the presence of God. Are you here with me? So David has discovered something. He's discovered that, oh, as I'm moving, whether I go to my left, I come to my right, I go forward, I go backwards. God is just with me. God is just with me. God is just with me. It's not saying when I move forward, there are dollars. When I move to my right, there's a V8. When I move to the left, there's a big house in Trasaco Valley. When I move backwards, he's giving me a nice fatty bomb bomb woman who is also here. When I look at the blessings around me, ah, can you, can you not see that God is with me? Again, I'm not saying that God will not give you those things. We, we've dedicated cars out here. Yeah. People have got unplanned financial blessings. Yeah, people's businesses are working. We have testimonies to all these. That's why I want you to listen to this one. Are you here with me? Yeah. Where will I hide from your presence? I want people to start being thirsty for the presence of God. Yes. But we've forgotten about it because it's rather 
God has power to give me 200 members. You understand what I'm saying? But no, 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 no. Rather, because his presence is with me, I'll see those things. It should rather be the other way around. It should rather be the other way around. He, things are happening because God are with me. It's not that these things that are happening shows that God is with me. Because one day those things will be gone. And you realize that after those things are gone, God is still with you. Psalm 23. Let's go to verse 5. Thou, what? Preparest the table before me. Go to the verse before that. Verse 4, yeah. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, eh? I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You, you see, David said that even if I'm walking in the valley of the shadow of death, yes, you see, thank you, Elizabeth. You see, what happens is that you will come to a point, you realize that your money cannot solve the problem. You realize that your wisdom cannot solve the problem. You, you make a phone call, you realize that this thing cannot solve the problem. You, you see that the, all your options, you've run out of options. Your options are finished. And nobody can help you. So even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because thou art with me. What I have left, what I have left is God that is with me. That is what I have left. God that is with me. That's why you need the presence. Why, why do you think people commit suicide? He's run out of options. There's nowhere else to turn. There's nothing else. What do I do? My life is finished. Let's end it all. But not so with David. He had lost his kingdom. His son had taken his kingdom from him. His son had taken his wives from him. His son has even taken the presidential advisor from him. And now somebody who used to sit on the throne is sleeping in the forest. But he said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For God, thou art with me. This is what it means for the presence of God to be with you. So if David was waiting to be sitting on a golden throne, like by now he would say that now I've discovered that God is not alive at all. God is not alive. But you see that even in the valley of the shadow of death, God is still alive. He's still kicking. He's still there with me. Hallelujah. May God be with you. I said, may God be with you. May God be with you. Yeah. How many are hungry for his presence now? That's why we need the presence of God. You see, when you are in a relationship with somebody, the person enjoys your presence and you also enjoy the person's presence. And probably the person does some things you like and then you also do some things. That's why we have friends. That's why we have friends. You, you, you see that friends, maybe they, they watch soccer together. They all like soccer. 
or they all like going to the bar. <laughs> they, they like something in common. They have something in common. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? They have something in common. And that is, that is what brings them together. So as you are looking for the presence of God, which is the person of God in your midst, it means that you must be doing something God likes. You must be doing something that God likes. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Can we all, can we all understand that? Is it simple to understand? You must be doing something. Turn to your neighbor and say that you must be doing something God likes. Amen. God is a big man. You can't just behave anyhow. But you must do something that God likes. And that's why at the point, God will say that David, he's a man after my own heart. When, when, when David comes, then my heart. Ah, he's such a nice servant. Yeah. Because he will say, in what? Psalm, is this Psalm 27 verse 4? Let's go to Psalm 27 verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the, the you see, he just wants to, uh, God, I, I've just come to see how handsome you are. I mean, I, I, you see, I've not come to do, I mean, I don't need anything. I don't need any wife. I don't need any house. I, I've just come to see how handsome you are, Lord. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire of his temple. Then it's that Lord. He's come to ask questions. One day, I was in Nigeria somewhere. I've met some great men of God there. I met um, one time, I met uh, Reverend Steve Mensah, Charismatic Evangelistic Ministries. And as we were there, he came to preach in our church. After church, we were interacting. So, as we were interacting, we were sitting down there. Then I started praying, Holy Spirit, you know what? Give me a question to ask this man. Just give me one question. Because, uh, you see, I want to I ask him something that will, <laughs> it will change the atmosphere. Then, the Lord gave me a question. Then I asked him, so, how is your outreach and crusade? Oh! It is like I had touched a cord. For the next 30 to 45 minutes, nobody had to say anything. And then the man started, oh, the crusades. And then when I go here, then I give them food. I give them buckets. Some of them, we send them to hospital, miracles. This, that, that. Oh, oh, oh. It's, it's like I had touched a cord by one question. By one question. Amen. When I came to Ghana, when I came to Ghana, then one day he was in the Bishop Steve's Cathedral. Then he saw me and said, ah! You. So where is your church? I said, I mean, I'm, I said, I'm coming there. I'm coming there. I'm coming there. And he came there. He came there for two days. Why? Why? You see, one thing have I desired, and that I will seek after, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire. I asked a question about something dear to his own. He was there. 
He was there. He was there. Amen. Is it any wonder David is so important to God? Is it any wonder? Can you put the amplified version there for us? Very quickly. The one thing have I asked of the Lord that will I seek, inquire for. And what? Insist, what, what is that word there? I can't see it. Insistently require that I may what? Dwell in the house of the Lord. In his presence. And then what else? All the days of my life. So you see that to seek the Lord is real work. You, you have to be determined to seek his presence. No, 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 no. You don't just sit down and then things are happening. You see, like our lady there is sleeping. That, that's not how it happens. Hey! I remember this morning, between, somewhere between 3.30 and 4.30, I was praying. I said, Lord, you need to do this, 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 that, 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 that. Then the Lord said, excuse me, we don't do things like that. I, I said, oh, uh, no, but I mean we need to. I said, no, no, that is not how we do it. Rather, we do it like this. You see, so as the Lord was speaking to me, I noticed that, ah, I am praying to God and God is talking to me. Oh, beautiful. I just continue because I noticed that the presence of the Lord is right here with me in my room. I continue to pray. And I remember that, you see, when you wake up in the night, sometimes you go to wee-wee and you come back. And I needed to wee-wee badly. But the presence, the presence that was with me, I said, no, 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 I can't spoil this experience by going to the bath, I'm going to remain. So I was holding the wee-wee as I'm trying to enjoy. And if the presence of God is here, no problem. The wee-wee is not a problem. Hey, at the point, the devil was trying to bring some thoughts to me. I said, excuse me, I'm in the presence of the Lord. Clear from there. I'm in the presence, just clear from there. Because I'm enjoying a certain presence. I don't want to lose that presence that I'm enjoying. So all thoughts go away. I'm in the present. And even the Lord is telling me things. Hallelujah. May the Lord tell you things. I said, may the Lord tell you things. Amen. He explained things to me. And he took me to the Bible. You see, this I'm saying, we don't do it like that. Have you seen here? Have you seen there? Have you seen there? So I'm not going to do it like that. I'd rather do it like this. Yeah. Even, even showed me one of Bishop's books. Amen. In the first service, I was telling them something. You see, sometimes when I see people praying, they, they make some, some other Christians look like they are backslidden. Shamaya. <laughs> you see, you say, hey, Charlie, those of us who our voice is like soprano, augmented soprano, it looks like we are not praying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what is the result of your shamama mama? We, 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 we would love to see the result. We would love to see the result. Now, as for, I mean, Every, everybody at a point, you will scream in prayer. Depending on what is happening to you, you will, one day you will scream. So that, that one, everybody will scream. But you see, we have some special people, till they have screamed, they have not prayed. 
But my question is that what happens? What happens? That's where we get into problems. Have you noticed how you check almost any church at all? And then just check the prayer warriors, the ones who make the noise. Please find out how many people they've brought back to life. Find out how many headaches they've healed. How, find out how many eyes they have. The prayer warriors. I, I, I mean, just find, find out. Find out. Find out. The, the, the ones that... Please find out for me. Find out. And then you wonder. Because it's not your screaming. It is whether God is with you. You, you see... It's not your screaming that shows that God is with you. You have to pray in such a way that God is with you. And when God is with you, then we will see the result. Then we will see the result. It's not your shouting we need. What, what we need is for God to be with you. Amen. You see, I went somewhere in the first service, I was telling you, I went somewhere and I was talking to some pastors and then they said that, ah, there's something about you we don't understand. I said, what is it? You see, we see a lot of miracles, this and that happening, but you are too cool. Why are you so cool? Why, why, why should I be jumping about? I can't do miracles. I can't heal the sick. It's when the presence of God is with me. That's what makes the difference. So if God doesn't require me to shout, why should I be stressing myself? Amen. Yeah. Now, if I come and I'm screaming, it doesn't show I'm spiritual. No, 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 no. That doesn't, that's not what shows that I'm spiritual. Amen. Are you here with me? Yes. So what you need really, what you need really to be with you is God's presence. May you have the presence of God to be with you. May you have the presence of God to be with you. That is what is important. May you have the presence of God to be with you. Pastors, the presence of God is not with you. No. I can tell you free of charge. The presence of God is not with you. Yeah. I mean, you can preach. Ah, when you go to the stadium right now and there's a soccer match, you see, there's no pastor who would not want to, want to have such a crowd. I mean, watching what he's doing. The footballers have more crowds than us. Hallelujah. Yeah, they have more crowds. I mean, most, <laughs> most of us. Amen. But when the presence of God is with you, the story is different. I said the story is different. Yes. Then you see that God with you is the majority. Yeah. Amen. And I'm not saying that we don't. Ah, yeah, we have a vision, isn't it? Something thousand, isn't it? Yeah. And we are, we are getting there. Oh, I said we are getting there. Amen. Amen. There's a vision to have thousands. Next year, we are going to have a camp called Pastors of Thousands. So it, it will not only have thousands of members, but our pastors will be pastors of thousands. That, that is our vision. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a good vision. It's a good vision. So ladies and gentlemen, start to seek the presence of God. Amen. Stop seeking school fees. Eh? 
why Jesus said an evil generation seeks a sign. Amen. Th thank God we have miracles here. Yeah. Otherwise, like, ah, you see, when, when they don't have miracles, then they say, by the grace of God, we have miracles. Yeah, we do have miracles by the grace of God. In the first service, I was telling them one. I don't know whether I'll tell you, but I told them one. Amen. Are you here with me? Let us seek the presence of God. Let us seek to be close to everybody, whether you are a young person, student, uh, whatever. You see, there is somebody you need. He's called God. And we must seek to be in his presence. Are you here with me? I'm preaching from the anointing and the presence. Yeah, that's the book I'm preaching from. The anointing and the presence. What exactly is the anointed presence? There are different dimensions of this mystical presence. It's, it's even called what? Mystical. Amen. And by the way, before I forget, Bishop Dark has decided that every church member should have all his 73 books. Yeah, for free. For free. So, I don't know whether next week or so, once you have a smartphone, all the books will be loaded onto your smartphone so you can read the books from here. All 73 of them. Amen. Yeah. I hope you read it. It's one thing to have them. It's another thing to read them. Amen. You see, this, this what I'm preaching to you, I've read it several times, and not because I was going to preach it to you. Yeah, I've read it several times. Amen. So what exactly is the presence? There are different dimensions of the mystical presence. Now, the anointed presence is the holy presence of God in your car. No. In your life. So the anointed presence is the holy presence of God in your life. It means that as a child of God, there must be a holy presence of God in your life. Hallelujah. It's not like, oh, I'm going to church. There is power there. No. The power is in your life. There's an anointed presence where? In your life. Somebody say, there's someone in me. There's someone in me. Yes. The anointed presence is the holy presence of God in your life. Amen. Wow. That's what makes the difference. I said, that's what makes the difference. Huh. The anointed presence is the presence of the Holy Spirit. The anointed presence is the holy presence of Jesus in your life. The anointed presence is the presence of our Lord in your life. The anointed presence is the holy presence of his glory in your life. The anointed presence is the presence of holy angels. Amen. Yeah. This is Christianity, so that's why when I was, I was praying this morning and the Holy Spirit was talking to me about things. Hallelujah. May, the Holy, may you hear the Holy Spirit speak to you. The Holy Spirit doesn't only speak to pastors. He, also, he speaks to Christians. You see, you need to understand that it is Christians that the Holy Spirit speaks to, not men of God 
prophets, apostles. Do you understand? That, that is where our problems are coming from because it looks like there are only some special people. Of course, God has his special people. No doubt about that. There, there are some people God talks to them more. Amen. Amen. Oh, I have, I have some people I talk to them more. Amen. Ah, but you, by the time we share the grace, you're already by the road. How can I talk to you more than somebody who stays with me here all throughout the night? No, you think about it. When we share the grace, you are by the road. So obviously, obviously you will not be as close to me as somebody who stays here with me till 2 a.m. Monday morning before we all go home. The, the, the closeness will not be the same. Yes. Because even when announcement is made that bishop is sitting here, ready to see you, it's that when we share the grace, you are out there. We can sit here for almost two hours. Yeah. So, obviously, when you come and then you see that the priest is working with me or, or Mahini or whoever is working, then you, I mean, don't be annoyed. Because they spend time with us here. You don't have time. I have senior managers. They have time to spend with me. I'm telling you, senior man, not junior man, senior managers. 2 a.m., they are here. They will get home almost sometime 3 a.m. And in the morning, they will get up and go to work. Yeah. Amen. And so it is with the presence of God. You, when you get up, you do sign of the cross. <laughs> you do sign of the cross and then you are finished. Like when it's time to eat, blessed, bless, then you are finished, and then you are moving. And then you say, oh, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Hey! hey. Look, you got to do more than that. I said you have to do more than that. Amen. One day, I was in a meeting, and I asked a certain pastor, what book are you reading? He said... <laughs> I'm reading Amplify Your Ministry of Signs and Wonders. And today I thought about the pastor. I said, when he comes, I'm going to ask him how many signs and wonders he has from that time till now. And then we will also check. That's what I was going to ask. Because you need God to be with you in a certain capacity. When God is with you in a certain capacity, you can expect certain things to happen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Uh -huh. But the thing is, it starts by you being a Christian first. It starts by you being a Christian first. And that's why I'm telling you that. It's not that God speaks only to men of God. No. But this is a Christian who has decided to spend extra time with God. So now, it's like this person, because he spends more time with me, a certain grace from me has come up. Because he spends so much time with me. That is what happens. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Are you understanding my preaching? I don't know whether you're understanding my preaching today. Do I have time on my time? Okay. He said, what? For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the men of God. As many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the pastors of God. As many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the prophets of God. No, but as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the sons. So you see that the spirit of God is there to guide God's children. But as 
as he's guiding the children, he's, you see that he's struggling with some of the children. And then there are other children who say, no, this one, please come, you can be a general. You, this one, come. You can be a prophet. You, this one. And these ones, you know what? Uh, let us just manage so that he comes to church and then we'll be okay. Hey! So the Spirit of God will find out all these things as he's interacting with the children of God. Because we are all children of God. And the Holy Spirit helps all of us. But as he's with all of, it, uh, of us, then he begins to pick out those who will be prophets, those who will be pastors, those who will be bishops, those who will be that. He begins to pick them out. That is why when the Holy Spirit was interacting with Eliab and David, even though Eliab was in the city, he said, that, No, I want the guy who is in the bush because he spends more time with me than this city boy. Yeah. Amen. You see, I have a boy called David. He's always with me. Perfect? No, no, no. He's not perfect. He, he's always with me. I can blast him to tears, but he's always with me. He's very different from a superstar who is not with me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You see how God chooses his people. Don't think that God is blind. I said, don't think that God is blind. God is not blind. Amen. So as you make God happy, you see that God begins to bless you. He comes closer to you. He said, draw nigh to me, and I will draw nigh to you. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to close now. Our time is... It's the Holy Presence that what makes a big difference to everything. It is the presence of the Holy Spirit that makes a big difference. I pray that you will stop yearning for the presence of human beings and desire to have the anointed presence of God in your life. Because that's what you need. That's what you need. It's more important for God to be with you than for a, an important person to be with you. You see, can I tell you a secret? When God is with you, the important people will come to you. Yes. So seek for God to be with you first. Then the president will come to you. That this thing, where the, uh, may the presence of God be with you. Amen. I said, may the presence of God be with you. Amen. You see, you must seek God. I need you to be with me. I need you to be with me. Are you there? Stop desiring human personalities. Stop desiring that certain people will be at your program. What will make the difference is the anointed presence of God. Start yearning for the presence of the greatest person of all. The anointed holy presence is important for your life and for your ministry. Are you there with me? That is what is important. Am I saying you will not meet big men? No. But I'm saying that if you will allow the presence of God to be on all the big men that people are killing themselves to meet, you see that you meet them free of charge. Our bishop is not interested in meeting presidents, but he has met more presidents than those who are fighting to meet presidents. Is that not so? I want you to have a hunger for the presence of God. I want you to have a love for the presence of God. Are you here with me? Yeah. 
One thing have I desired, that, I have, that will I seek after, that will what? Dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. What are you seeking for? Maybe as you are sitting here, it's like, apart from if no miracle happens, it's like, but what you need is a present. Yeah. What you need is a present. What you need is the present. How many are going to seek the present? Are you going to seek the present? Are you going to seek the present? Are you going to seek the present? A few days ago, one lady was telling me of something. I'm sure maybe next week she'll share herself. I went to preach somewhere. When I finished preaching, is there a bishop? I said, yes. Your, your face time. I want it. I said, ah. So, no, I want it. I said, okay, take it. Took it home. Then, all her things he uses to work. Opened the thing. Put it on it. And prayed. After that prayer, this is some weeks ago or some, I don't, I don't even remember. Then he said that the business that is like, it was small, small. Now, she has to turn people away sometimes. Yeah, after that prayer. After that prayer. You see. And why? It's what? Presence. It's the presence of God. Yes. It's just what? The presence of God. That's why I'm telling you that what you need. This, this thing I'm telling you about, I got to know just two days ago. Just two days ago. From the horse's own mouth. Yeah. What you need is the presence. Let's serve God well. Uh, the children, are you listening to me? The young ones, give me a wave. You are less than what? 24. Give me a wave. Less than 24. Yes. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been born again since I was 14. 13 or 14. I've not regretted. I've not regretted. God has, we will serve and he will bless. Yes. I said, we will serve and he will bless. Yeah. I'm standing here. I've served the Lord. Ah. I've used seven cars. Seven cars. I don't know the price of one. Seven. I don't know the price of one. I've never gone to a showroom to ask what is the price of this car, but I've used seven. BMW, uh, Toyota 4Runner, you mentioned. Good, good cars. It's not bad cars. Yes. You'll be there. Yes. Yes. Mention your car or mention my car. Yes. You see, so what I'm trying to tell you is that if we serve God well, eh, we are sitting in the midst of a blessing. But what God needs from you is that it's me, God, first. And as I'm with you, you see that blessings will be coming. Yeah. That's why the Bible says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, that is where there's liberty. And what that means is that when God is with you, he starts to correct things around you. He starts to correct things around you. Let me end with this. Abraham. When God came to Abraham, when his presence came to the house, when he got there, he said, ah, you don't have a son, eh? I give you nine months. You will have a son. Is that not so? Is that not what happened? That's what happened. That's what happened. When Hannah was praying in the temple, you don't have a child. You are going to get a child. That's what happened. 
That's what happened. When Jesus came to Peter's house, when he got there, Peter's mother-in-law was not well. When he got there, that was the end of the where, where the spirit of the Lord is, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Yeah. Yeah. Christians, let us not forget about our God and be looking for things because we are spoiling the Christianity. I said we are spoiling the Christianity. Yes. Let us follow God and he will bless us. He will bless us. Yeah. Some of you are looking for things. Yeah, what? The MP is your boyfriend and then the area assemblyman is your secret boyfriend. You know, one has given you a, an estate house, the other one has given you a, what? A car. And you think you are having a good time. what we call. Then you say, when you see your Christian sisters in the church, you say, oh, Hail Mary. And you are, look at how you are sweating. We've not lost anything by serving the Lord. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that if you will serve the Lord, you lose nothing by serving the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. There are many churches. We can't talk about the presence of God. We have to talk about seven steps to your financial breakthrough. You were here when somebody, we said, unplanned financial blessing. He came to stand here. Thousands of Ghana cities just the following week. I have messages on my phone. You said miraculous money. Hey, this one, I got this one. This one, I got that one. Sometimes up to 100% or even 1,000% of the amount. We are, we are not saying those things don't exist. They exist. They are real right here in this church here. They are real. But we are saying that, start with God. That's why I'm preaching to you, the anointed presence. When God is with you, I said when God is with you, things are going to change for you. Stand to your feet. Just for a few moments, you want to pray. You want to say, Lord, I, not, today I want your presence to be with me. I'm, I'm praying for your presence to be with me. Somebody begin to pray. Begin to pray. Now, with every head bowed, every eye closed, maybe you are here today, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. It means that if you should die today, it's not likely you'll find yourself in heaven. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you if there's anybody here like that. All right, shall we pray? Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that we are learning about your presence. And we are praying, oh God, show us mercy. And may your grace be with us. That, Lord, we will experience your presence in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Teach us to live and walk in your presence. In the name of Jesus. Lord, when we get to our workplaces, when we get to school, when we get to the area of our occupation, May people testify that God is with this person. In the name of Jesus Christ, may you walk with us as we go out. May you be with us as we come in. In the name of Jesus. Whatever has sent your presence far from us, we plead the blood of Jesus over our lives. Our Lord, you will help us. 
Help us to do the right things so that we can be close to you and you can be close to us. We thank you, Lord, and we give you glory in the name of Jesus. And shall we all say amen. Wow. Oh, somebody give the Lord a shout. Beautiful. Beautiful. God bless you for listening to this anointed message. It was great having you. And we believe you have been blessed and uplifted by this powerful word. Subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages regularly. God richly bless you.